0: The late lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johanna and Cabin. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault
2: range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie.
3: Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us on the show today. Now, Louise, we're going to start chatting about something here that's been, uh, uh, what would you say, knocking around with us for a while. Mm. Tell, Look, <laughs> this started, do you remember the beans? I still have to get back to the beans and do the, the, the test, me m- m- top beans. But anyway, um, we were talking about, you know, when you, when you go shopping each week, there are things each week do you do this that yes. you throw into the trolley mm-hmm. There are automatically.
1: Just, just automatically you whether you have it. a list or not they go in
3: absolutely so in my cupboard at home I went to it recently and I have to say talking about the beans there were lots of tins of beans and yet every week Miriam would say to me don't forget to get the beans <laughs> but there were a lot of tins of beans in my cupboard or in our cupboards at home and it set us thinking uh, am, am I a little different or is this the same with everybody? That You know what I mean? You, you buy, you habitually buy certain things each week in your shop and you don't realise you're building up quantities of them.
1: And then you run out of others and you keep forgetting to get yes, those. <laughs> yes, this is so true. So
3: today on Late Lunch, we want you, Late Lunch listeners, to spill the beans to us. What I want you to do, well, I'll tell you what I want you to do in a minute. Tell them your story, Miss Louise Walsh, about when <laughs> you went to your press and what you discovered.
1: I have, uh, as it stands, 30 cans of tuna in my cupboard at the minute. 30? Mm. 30 cans of tuna? Mm. My tin opener isn't working. No, I'm joking. Every time I go to shopping, I just automatically put in uh, two packs of tuna. You know know the way you can buy the pack with like four cans in each pack. So it just goes bang in.
3: So Louise, (laughs) you've got... She's caught more fish than I've caught in the last twelve months. I was going to say we're
1: both fishermen of sorts.
3: Thirty cans of tuna. Mm.
1: And I, I think it was way back when the schools were closed, and my kids just loved tuna wraps. Yeah, toasted tuna wraps. And then when the schools reopened, they ain't going to bring tuna sandwiches because they kind of get soggy and smelly. Yes. So I just kept buying the tuna anyway.
3: <laughs> Have you anything else of quantity in your cupboards? Coffee. How many?
1: Six cans at the minute. Of but what? I go through those a lot.
3: You drink a lot of, coffee. A we'll, lot of we, coffee. We'll allow you away with that one. Put 30 cans of tuna. <laughs> yeah.
1: What in Everyone the name? Needs will you just knock that life. off
3: your list for the next six months?
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter whether they're on the list or not. You just pass them, you put them in. I habit. think you just, yeah, it's a habit and it's a it's a fear of I mightn't have enough if the kids need need something this weekend. (laughs) You've enough
3: if uh, those Joe Jacob tablets are needed. You know the ones to send out if there was a nuclear accident. Anyway, um, folks, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I'm asking you, I'm appealing to you on late lunch today. Will you do something for me? I know you will. I know you will. Go on to your cupboards now. Go on. Go to your cupboards now as we speak. Check your cupboards as we speak. And just have a look and see, have you got anything in quantity that you never realized you had so many of and you, will you do something for me <laughs> take a pick Snap a pic on your phone and WhatsApp it to me. 086 1800 658. Will you do that for me this Friday afternoon? WhatsApp me some snaps from the cans or packets or quantities of whatever you have in your cupboards today. 086 1800 658. Go on, get it out now. Check your cupboards, take the pictures and WhatsApp them into us. Probably
1: to be tins of roses after Christmas. <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> well, you're right there. But I, I'm going I'm to say this today. I I, I honestly believe there is nobody will beat our Louise. 30 cans of tuna. You never know. No, I can't see anybody out there. <laughs> even if you can't take the picture, if you do a tot up for us, let us know by text or WhatsApp or whatever, 86 658 or you can call in on 1850 one five nine five eight with your totals. Uh, no, I don't think 30 cans of tuna is going to be beaten.
1: I'll
3: I'll eat a can of tuna if it is.
1: <laughs> I'll bring them into you every day for the next 30 days. I think
3: you now need to start doing barter with people. I hope there are people who have other stuff and you could say... I'll give you six cans of tuna or three cans if you give me three (laughs) jars of three jars of Bisto Bisto would Bisto be another thing that people would you know or y- you know Bisto gravies or things like that uh, there are,
1: corn I'd say as well
3: yeah fruit tins of fruit I'm sure people have many many multiple tins of fruit in the peas peas Eat. and beans there has to be loads of peas and beans tins stuck in, in, in listeners presses as well go on go on join in the fun and late lunch today and WhatsApp me in the pictures 086 1800 658 will we have a woman on the line now who's going to She's going to put us right and she's going to chastise our Louise, or is she? Katrina Redmond, welcome back to the show.
4: I, I, I'm wondering, do you like tuna sandwiches, Jerry? Because i just <laughs> checked my press. Go on. So, um, well, let's spill the beans. So I've got about seven cans of different types of beans. So, like, I like to get, you know, black beans and chickpeas. And then we have to have baked beans. So, have, yeah, the question is, is it is it Heinz or Bachelors? But we might come back to Bachelors. OK, in a minute. In a minute. Um, and um, then there's about four kilos of different variations of dried beans because I cook with them.
5: Right. So <laughs> you that's
4: the equivalent of I would say well more than twenty tins. Is it because because they reconstitute so they're dry. Yes. Yes. And they keep for so long. So I buy the dry, you know, for putting into you know stewed soup, casseroles, yeah, yeah. and and making my own thing. And then sure the, t- the tins come in handy when you're when you're running out of time. And that's yeah. just the beans
3: alone. (laughs) There you are, folks. Don't feel bad. The great Katrina Redmond, freelance food writer, Lidl Ireland ambassador, grows her own food, is very, very careful. She makes the list. She's doing it twice. Yeah, she's always nice, never naughty. Um, Our Katrina has lots of beans in her presence today. (laughs) Well, my God. But here on a serious note, back to what you're good at. And you've advised us on this in the past about, you know, uh, shopping and, and, and making a plan. Why do we do it? Is it just just as Louise said, habit.
4: Well, it's 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 partially habit, and then it's partially this, you know, the feeling, this worry that we're going to run out of food in the house. And um, I suppose the last two years, if well, it is nearly two years now mm. of being in COVID times and worrying about when you're going to get to the shops and what's going to be in stock and what's not going to be in stock. You you do feel concerned, particularly when you've got foods that are really important to your family you know that is part of the family's diet and also if you have a family where you have people with additional needs you might have a case where they will only eat certain types of things so they'll always you'll always put them into the trolley if you've got fussy kids and they only eat tuna and their sandwiches you're always going to put them into your trolley you know Um I don't think it is simply a case of not being prepared or it being habit, I think it's 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 kind of like a myriad of reasons as to why you'd have so much of certain types of things in the house. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I wouldn't be finger wagging at anybody. Um, but what I would be concerned about is food waste. Mm. So if you're buying this stuff and you're not using it and it runs out of date, okay, fair enough. Tins of tuna and tins of beans, they, don't, they take years to go out of date. Yes. But if you're buying other stuff, you know, like um, maybe bread or milk, um, and you're not using it and it's going to waste. Well, then you've got kind of the double whammy or well, the triple whammy. So you've got your food waste. So um, it's food that you're throwing in the bin. You're losing money on that yourself. Yes. And then you're having to pay for the bin man to come and pick it up as well. Um, so it's it, it costing me on the double nearly.
3: Well, I'm laughing and I'm not laughing at you. You're being real serious. I'm laughing at the messages that are pouring in already. I have to say hello <laughs> to my great friend Phil Brown who's listening in Derry this afternoon and he's just been on to me and says, I have thirty one kin- tins of kippers <laughs> Oh, there you are. What He's can beating... we
6: make for your tuna
4: lunch?
3: The, 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 oh, 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 Phil has to get together with Louise and they have to come up with a dish involving kippers and tuna. What it's do you think, fishy. Louise?
1: Oh, fishy. Yeah, good man, Phil. Great to hear from <laughs> you. There, the life I've ever, ever seen. a kind of. Kippers There you go
3: <laughs> Well I'd say Phil To be honest Which you probably Caught them himself <laughs> And did all the Necessary with them And canned them Because he is the Most resourceful man You ever met I ain't joking And I'm delighted To hear from today Here's another one From David and Navin Oh Katrina I think we have to Rule this out David says Jerry, just a question For you Do cans of beer count <laughs> no. no No David Come off Anne's been on From Navin Listen to this I have 25 cans Of high. Hines beans, She's just on the tally. Oh, my God. 25 cans. Isn't a that... a lot of hot air in there. That's a, that's a lot of wind down the line. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Beans, beans. The more you eat, the more you... You know, all that type of stuff. But back to the beans just for a second. You mentioned Heinz or Bachelors. What's your, uh, your favourite, Katrina?
4: I, I'm not that fussy. But I know people get really, really fixed on brands. And then when you can't find the one brand and you go to the shop and they only have the other type... then you go back to the supermarket the next time and you say, oh my God, they didn't have the one I liked last week. I better buy double to make sure that I don't miss out on it the next time. Mm. Um, And, um, I mean, we have been noticing certain things are not turning up on the shelves as often. And I'm sure your friend in Derry is noticing it a little bit more. I was up in Belfast a couple of weeks ago and definitely some of the shelves are a little bit more empty than what we're used to. So yes. um, people are buying the stuff that they want when they can get their hands on it. You know, like obviously the more Irish produced products, the better, like you can get your hands on them easier. But
5: yeah.
3: we've
4: still got this logistics and transport problem in mm. everywhere. You know, it's not just yeah. breakfast. You,
3: you know? make a good point about cans as well. They really don't date. They've long shelf life, to be honest with you. And even, I, I'm not advising it, but there are cans that may be past their date and you'd still could open them and they're fine. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know what I mean? The best before on them or, or whatever. But that, that's that's one thing about cans for sure. Um, what about the whole issue of multi-buys? Like, Louise, you're buying multi-buy tuna. Is that what you're, you've been buying? Yeah, yes? this
1: four in a pack. Four
3: in a pack. You know, Katrina, this thing of yeah. the two for one, eight for four, that type of thing. that. that that's, you know, you really want to know that you're going to use the stuff, don't you, before getting into yeah. that?
4: If you're going to use it, well, then there's no problem. Just buy it and, and you, you might as well make the most of the of the cheaper price. If you're not going to use it, well, then, you know, you're just throwing your money away, really. Like, if you're not going to use it and it's going to end up in the bin, well, then that's money you've spent that you're never going to get back. So, you know, and I always say this, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. You buy five apples at 20 cent a piece and they're a euro. Um, and if you don't eat two of them, then that's 40 cents down the drain. You know, so so if you're only going to eat three apples and say they're 30 cents a piece, well, then that's 90 cents. So, you know, it, it, it's just about figuring out what you're going to use more so than what is good value, because we can always get suckered into I'm not even suckered it into it. It's very mm-hmm. attractive to see all of these special buys and special deals and multi-packs. Um, and you really do feel like you're getting a good deal. But if you're not going to use them, then you're really not getting that good deal. Mm, that's oh. it.
3: That's it. That's so true. So the, the message is really, um, making the list is important before you go shopping and keeping an eye on your cupboards, Miss Louise Walsh, as the cans build up.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I and, do. And, I see them on every every week. Well, I Every week I go shopping and this can still end up in the trolley.
3: Yeah, yeah, can't that...
1: help myself. For
4: your fresh food now. I'm just going to say think of your freezer like a pause button. So if you think your fresh food is going you, you your fresh food is going to go out of date soon, yep. pop it in the freezer.
3: Okay. And so and and, and, pause. and you were talking about the freezer, weren't you, Yes, mm. Louise, and and using the freezer.
1: Yeah, I I was just saying that I tend to buy a lot of stuff and just throw it into the freezer and then I kind of forget you know the way certain things in a freezer only last for a certain time mm. I just assume they last forever in the freezer but they don't do they? they
3: deteriorate don't they Katrina like certain yeah. things do yeah yeah
1: they kind of do and they kind of don't.
4: Like mm. they last forever, sort of, in the freezer, but they won't be tasting optimal and they won't cook the same. Um, and if they're not wrapped up properly, you'll get stuff like freezer burn. So it depends on what you're putting into the freezer. Like technically, you could put something in the freezer; it'll last a year and more. But would it taste as nice when you pull it out? Definitely not. Mm. Um, so stuff like bread, four to six months maximum.
5: That's um, it. I would
4: say yeah. four months would be the max. Yeah. Um, milk is great to freeze, two to three months, I would say. Cheese, a little bit longer, back to that four to six months um, period. Um, People don't realise you can freeze stuff like milk and butter and all that kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. It's a pause button. If you think that you're not going to use it by the time it reaches its expiry date, pop it into the freezer and then you're pausing how long it's going to last. And then when you take it back out, then you've got however many days to its expiry date. So say, for example, you know, it's good to have... um, a uh, permanent marker like a sharpie or something so just mark it on the packaging the date that you put it in so that you know when you're going through the freezer that you can see you know the date it is today and how long it's been in
3: that is really sound advice anyway keep those messages coming to us have you multiple cans of fruit or peas or beans or tuna in your f- cupboards today round the northeast or beyond louise has 30 cans of tuna <laughs> or phil brown is 31 of kippers Mm, jars of coffee, you name it. Let us know. We want to hear from you. If you have massive quantities in your cupboards, I'm sure loads of people have. 086 1800 658. WhatsApp or text us at the show. If you have an old picture, pop it into us too on the WhatsApp, 086 1800 658. And you can call in on 1857 15958. Katrina, you're keeping well.
4: I am, I am. I'm doing well. We've got one COVID case in the house as well, which was on grand.
3: Yeah, by so, God. Yeah, it's, it's, sure it's the
4: same for us all at the moment. It's it? so
3: widespread at the moment and there's such uncertainty with it. But all I can say again is if you haven't been vaccinated, get vaccinated, get the boosters. You know, it's you w- may get this, but you will not be as ill or uh, heading for hospital if you are covered with the vaccinations. Just a message I'd like to put out there today. Uh, and I know you're vaccinated too, Katrina, and have been. Yeah. I am, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. And actually, as it happens, we, we had cases a couple of weeks ago with well and we've one child who is too young to be vaccinated and when he caught the COVID he was very very sick mm. and we have an older child who is vaccinated um, and it didn't take a jot out of him so it just goes to show the big difference between being vaccinated and not and like if, if you'd seen the state of the child who wasn't vaccinated he's just too young and um, it it would have been an argument straight away, you really? know. Yeah, um, yeah. No brainer,
3: you know. No brainer. Anyway, keep on uh, trucking, as they say, and doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. So,
4: you know take care use Bye. those
3: beans use those yeah, beans I will. <laughs> <laughs> good luck take care of yourself yeah uh, have you stockpiles? let us know on late lunch this afternoon first break of the day and I'm back with your riddle I've 18 cans of peas Jerry. just counted them say Shauna. never realised I had so many no you don't actually till you go and check 18 cans of peas 18 leading the way on peas well, what will we for Ann? 25 on beans 30 odd on tuna With Louise Walsh Yes uh, Runners and riders Are all in In the race At the moment Have you more cans Than those Let us know 086 1800 658 By whatsapp Or text It's time for your riddle On Friday Listen carefully Spelled forward It's something We all do Every day But spell it backwards And it's not nice What's the word I'm looking for Spelled forward It's something We all do Every day but spell it backwards and it's not nice. What's the word I'm looking for? 086 1800 658 WhatsApp or text me with the word and your name and details. And we have a nice little prize to send out to somebody on late lunch this afternoon. Jim's been in touch. What a letdown and slap in the face for our healthcare staff by those who chose not to be vaccinated. There are some who have valid reasons. I understand that. But the majority believed in stupid conspiracy theories and are out marching with their yellow vests on in the streets. This is nothing short of a betrayal to fellow citizens. I wonder do these people give any thought to those who have died and their loved ones and when these people get sick they don't seem to mind going to hospital expecting to be cared for shame on them this is largely the cause of the mess we're in at the moment Jerry says Jim thanks indeed for that message to the show this afternoon now coming up after two on late Lunch, we are joined by Ireland's TikTok sensation Miriam Mullins is with us on the show Now, listen to this. My next guest has 46,000 followers on YouTube, 90,000 on Instagram and an incredible 1.6 million on TikTok. Fresh from her appearance on the Late Late Show last weekend, she joined us on Late Lunch today. I'm delighted to say hello to Miriam Mullins. Hello, Miriam. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Not at all. I have to say... I've got into you in the last few days on this. Now, I'm not on TikTok myself, the old age profile. I'm a little beyond you, a good bit beyond you, to be honest. But you are a star, may I say.
6: Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you.
3: (laughs) I love what you do. Oh, my God, I could just go on here forever. But I've picked out a few of your recents on TikTok. First off, that dog, Lucy, is lovely. Oh,
6: I know. She's like... She's like my child, like, I I love her, because, like, I work from home now, so it's nice to just have, you know, a bit of company in the house as well, like, so, yeah, we're mad about her.
3: Wasn't she lovely when you were doing the thing with the cup, trying to throw the yolks into it, and her coming into the picture as well?
6: Yeah, yeah, and then I said, like, oh, will we get a cat, and she took the pen out of the cup, when I? <laughs> yeah. It was just so ironic <laughs> that she did that, but yeah she's a yeah. character
3: where did you come up with that because it was so let me explain to listeners just to visualise this there is a cup she placed uh, a, a bit of a distance from her and he was trying to peg these things into the cup and you'd say a thing like will I get a house will I do this will I do the other and the one thing that went in the one implement that went into the cup was as you said will I get a cat and then the dog ran over and took it out
6: yeah <laughs> yeah oh my God. <laughs> I had to post it because see a lot of the videos like I take I take them just you know I wouldn't even post them i just take
5: them yeah.
6: and I was like oh I have to post this one because like, I just thought it was it was just so ironic that she took the pen out when I said will I get a
3: cast uh, look another one that caught my eye and m- many people will understand what you were doing the ice skating one oh Miriam my <laughs> god how many people have struggled with the ice skating
6: I know yeah I just I have to do it because there, um, there is a new outdoor rink opened in Cork. So myself and Tian, and my boyfriend went and I said to him, like I was just looking around and you see all different types of people on the ice. Like you see the person who, who you know has done it before, the person who can't even hold their balance, person who's holding on. <laughs> so I said to him, well, I just do a video. And um we just made it there while we were ice skating. But uh, oh, it, was such, it was so much fun. And loads of people love that video. Because I think it's the time of year as well. It's important yeah. to kind of... um. I suppose, make content with the time of year that it is, you know?
3: Yeah, you really uh, were on the money there. The reaction to that was simply sen- sensational. And hey, you can do the accents too. The British, the British young lady, you know, getting the nails done. By God, you yeah. can give it socks. Where did you get that ability to throw the accents from?
6: Um, I did a bit of speech and drama and acting growing up. So I think that really helped it. Um, and I suppose watching a lot of Coronation Street when I was younger, I could pick up the Manchester accent a bit. I suppose, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I lo- I'm, I'm there's some accents now. Oh, I couldn't even try and do them. I'm awful at them, but. You know, there's the American and the UK. They're kind of the two easiest for me. So I just kind of stick it to two of them, to be
3: Mm. honest. So, you know, I mentioned YouTube. I mentioned Instagram, TikTok. Was this a migration for you from, you know, from other aspects of social media to TikTok, which obviously now is your prime arena?
6: Yeah, well, I, so I was living in America for seven months. And while I was over there, um, this was in 2019, And while I was over there, I didn't really do social media. I kind of actually took a break from it because before I went over, I did a bit of like Instagram and Mm. a bit on YouTube and stuff. But it was nothing major. Like I wasn't really consistent at it. Um, So when I went over there, I took a bit of a break and I didn't really post that much. And then obviously COVID hit. So I had to come back home to Ireland and I was isolating in my room for two weeks. And when I came home, TikTok was like the new thing. So I was I was watching TikTok for the first two days and I was like, you know, what like I'm just so bored. I may as well just give it a go and make the make some content because I'm very creative. So I just went for it. And um, yeah, a couple of my videos started really well. And, you know, then people were starting to follow and they were asking for video requests and things like that. So I just kept going with it. And yeah, a year and a half later, it's. It's it's mental. It's my job now and all, so it's just it's great. It's one
3: hell of a story. You know what I mean? When you see the figure one point six million and growing, of course, every day. You mentioned creativity. Is that it? You know, putting your thinking cap on, uh, coming up with topics and content. And may I ask you this: How frequently do you post? Is it every single day? You have something different, or what's the the way do you operate?
6: Yeah, it is. I So at the start, when I first started TikTok, I was posting about five or six videos a day, like it was full on. But um, now now that I have, I suppose, a lot more eyes on my page, like I do try and focus on quality over quantity. So I would post about two or three videos a day now, but still like that is a lot because there's a lot of other things that go on behind the scenes that people don't even know, like, you know, like emails then and, you know, being in contact with brands and things like that and all the admin side of it. So there is a lot more than people think, but um, no, it's great. I love it.
3: Yeah, because you've got to monetize what you do. As you say, it is your job. It's got to pay for you as well and that's an important side of it. That young man that followed you from Florida that's from the other side of the world, is he part and parcel of this business now? Yeah, well, he does. He has his own
6: platforms as well. Right. Um, he, he, works, he works a job at the moment, but he does social media kind of on the side, but he does help me a lot and... Um, yeah, we, we kind of set one day in the week where we we go out and we'll take a few photos or, you know, stuff like that. So we help each other out and, yeah, so he's kind of getting involved now as well a
3: And, you know, you, you cover the gambit, I mean, by this, like, you're very funny, but you can switch to serious uh, in an instant as well. I think of the Travis Scott concert and what happened yeah. there. My God, that got some hits for you, didn't it?
6: Yeah, I know it did. I, I, to be honest, I just kind of, I think it's important to kind of raise awareness on certain topics. And like when that happened, I don't know, it just kind of it kind of hit home at me a small bit because I remember when I was younger, like my parents wouldn't let me go to concerts because um, I, I, just until I was about 16 or 17, they let me go. Because I don't know, it's, I don't know. I feel like when you're really young, sometimes things like that can happen at concerts, you know, pushing and all that. And um, I don't know, I just, I have a young audience, I suppose, and I was just kind of wanting people to be careful, you know, because concerts are coming back, hopefully anyway, and over the next mm. couple of months now, and things getting back to normal and all. And just, I suppose, to tell people to be more aware and be careful at these things, you know.
3: Mm. Are you for a younger audience?
6: Um, my To be honest, it probably seems like I have a very young audience, but I actually have a very kind of broad audience yeah. because... What comes with the younger audience, like, you know, the, the, the 11, 12, 13 year olds is their parents because their parents want to know what they're watching. I see. So I've often been doing like my food shop and a, a mother has come up to me and she's like, oh, my daughter's in school now. Like she'll go mad if she finds out that I met you today, like and stuff like that. So you'd be surprised. Like I even had an elderly lady came up to me after so this was last week. She's like, Oh, I saw you on the Late Late Show but I didn't I didn't know who you were or anything and my granddaughter showed me her TikTok and she said, I downloaded TikTok on my phone <laughs> and you're the only person I follow and she was like, I go on your videos and watch them for a bit of company and like that actually melted that ah.
3: made my day like I love that, and and I will yeah. say to people, I, I only I know where where your sort of audience sits, but it is for all ages. And look at me, I had a big big birthday recently, and I, I have to say, I, I I'm with you all the way. I want to say that today, you are simply so creative and fantastic. Is it true that you are a winter solstice baby, born on December 20, uh, 21st? Yeah. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And happy birthday, by the way. Ah, Thanks a million. And and, um, the the curious thing about that is, you know, when you say December 21st, my own daughter is the 29th and she always says to me, why was I born then? Should it all melt into Christmas? I might not have a birthday. Yeah,
6: no, December is a bit of a weird month to have a birthday, like, because i don't know it's it's uh, people are focusing more on christmas so as a child it's not the best but (laughs) now i'm like i don't really mind
3: (laughs) yeah of course you have to make provision for the december babies for sure especially close to the christmas time hey hey i I have a crow to picture you're a very flirty teacher may i say
6: (laughs) yeah i i don't know i started doing the teacher videos and then People were
3: asking me to do, like, a flirty teacher, so I did, but, like... uh, I tell you, you do it so well. Look, I just wanted to say hello to you today, to say you're fantastic. You're a wonderful, inspirational story where you've come from so quickly, and I'm only certain that the followers are just going to grow and grow. Keep it going, young one. Thank you so much. It was lovely to talk to you. Not at all. And I'm playing out with a very specific song today after a wee chat. This is The Police. Do you know this one? It's about a young teacher. It's about a young teacher and a young student. It's called Don't Stand So Close To Me. Just for you today, Miriam Mullins. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
6: Young teacher,
5: the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants you so badly. ...knows what she wants
3: to be... Julie Burke has said uh, something... ...as she has a lot, maybe, To may I tell you... ...in her cupboards. Hello, Julie.
4: Hi, Gerry. I, I do, but I just... It is a confession. I have 60 stock cubes. But it's not my fault. Why? Well, it's Dervla Rourke's fault. And uh, hear me out. I'm, I'm on her lifestyle app online... ...and she always does these great soups and sauces... So I tend to be buying all these stock cubes to try and make all the soups and sauces so it's her fault. I'm blaming her.
3: <laughs> 60 Julie <laughs> knock that off your list for the next six months will you?
4: I know and I just did a big cupboard clear out and it's so funny because that's when I saw this post come up on your page and I said oh my god <laughs> I'm literally doing that I'm checking all the dates <laughs> and getting it all done and the freezers are defrosted I, I kind of am a bit of a prepper before Christmas so I've been doing all that and when I saw the amount of stock cubes, I was like, Okay, Julie, you need to take this off the list. You don't need any more. <laughs> but it's not my fault. I'm innocent.
3: You know, you've you you've you've highlighted one there that I actually hadn't thought of, and it is something else that each week you just pick up and throw it into the basket of the Absolutely. trolley as habit and to have it. The only good thing about it, Julie, is there's generally a long time frame. You can have them forever nearly. You know what I mean? They're not gonna go yes, out of days on you. You have and them anyway.
4: Fair like Katrina Katrina said as you know, I'm very good with my fresh fruit and vegetables and stuff and when I don't use them up, I put them into smoothies and make lots of soups. Right. So in fairness, a lot of it is the long-term stuff. Never knew you could freeze cheese. So you, you learn something new every day. I'm... I never knew that. Yes. I'll be freezing a lot of cheese come come Christmas.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, so will I because that's the thing at Christmas. Often get yeah. them as, as lovely gifts from people and exactly. you know, you, you have a lock of it as they say, a lock of it at Christmas and now you're you're so right there. Freeze it and take it out as you need it.
4: Well, Jerry, I haven't heard a lock of it in a long time. I'm from the north originally, and we would say that. We'd say, oh, you have an awful lock of potatoes. <laughs> so I haven't heard lock in a long time.
3: Now, you are an interesting listener to this radio station and show, aren't you?
4: I am. I'm from Galway originally. Well, I'm in Galway now. I was born in the north, but I'm I'm living in Galway. But yeah, um, one of my TikToks, you put them up on your page and it went viral. So thank you for that.
3: Not at all. And you're, you're a regular listener. You're tuned in. I am. <laughs> I am indeed. Yeah. Isn't that great? But isn't, isn't it wonderful to think? And I know this, we right, our, our, our core base is here in the Northeast. Yeah. But we have so many listeners because of the app and the online all over the country and the world now. It's fantastic. It really is. That's you know. what
4: I love. And I get this mm. all the time, even on the dervel.ie app. We have international people that follow it. Because they say, we just love being on and hearing Irish voices. And it it feels like being at home and listening to the radio station. And, you know, it just it feels a little bit more like home and that they still have their finger on the pulse of what's going on in their local community just yes. by listening to the local radio and keeping up to date with things you
3: know oh listen you're you're so good anyway just before you go i have to ask you this because it always puzzles me i'm trying i'm going to do this louise will kill me if i don't do it i'm talking about i'm procrastinating about my bean survey for months and i have done it and i have my favorite bean i take it you have beans in your press are you a bachelor's or a hinds or somebody else uh kind of woman
4: I'm either, but my children, if I put up bachelors to them, would kill me. They can taste the difference. Whereas my husband would always eat the the no sugar ones. Yeah. So there's usually two to three. But believe it or not, I have no beans in my cupboard (laughs) as we speak. (laughs) I'm very impressed because I thought I'd find 50 things of
5: beans,
4: but no. Yes, yes. Try this, Jerry. Put some curry powder in your beans. Right. Some curry beans. They're very tasty. Are they? Yeah, so a little
3: dab of curry powder. powder in and just heat them yes, up as yes, normal and yeah, just a
4: little spice on a Friday night now
5: Ooh, and you'll be there away you in a
3: half. Oh listen, yeah, I've given me a new <laughs> string to me bow there altogether. Listen, leave your details with Louise now, will you? I want to send you out something little as a little thank you because it's lovely to talk to you today on the show. Thank you You're for coming on. And keep take listening. Care. Keep listening.
6: I will of course.
3: God bless you, Julie. Take, bye, care, take care now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Isn't she lovely? And it just does show you how we reach very far uh, on radio now and radio is just accessible anywhere in the world and it's fantastic to say hello to Julie this, after, uh, this afternoon sorry I'm just laughing another message came there and it came from Mr Fergal Mary hello Fergal I Fergal we'll see you next weekend yes we will see you next weekend anyway Fergal of Kitchen and Bedroom fame has been on. He was on to me at the top of the show and I saw the message and I thought, what's he talking about? You see, Louise was chatting away about the tune <laughs> and Fergal came on and said, what did he say, Louise? Was it, hello, Forrest Gump, he said uh, on the message to us. Was it? Hello? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. How's it going, Forest? Gump? And I thought
3: I didn't know it was Fergal for a start until Louise told me, you know this? And I said, I do know him. Yeah, he's, I do know him all right. And then the penny dropped after. Tuna. Forrest loved tuna. Forrest Gump, love tuna. and uh thank you fergal i got the got the joke after a long time uh, of course one of my favorite movies of all time louise one of my favorite movies I've of all time i've never
1: seen it what i've never seen it
3: make a point okay. please promise me
1: mm-hmm. i think i have the have you a dvd <laughs> I don't
5: think have you dvd
1: seen any film no i've about ten hold years
3: on. have you a dvd player
1: uh i i think i do have yes i do have i do
3: i'm sure i have the movie okay on dvd if I give it to you, will you watch it? I will. All right, that's a deal. She's going to watch Forrest Gump. Fergal, With a tuna is. sandwich. With a
1: tuna <laughs>
3: <laughs> And those little... Don't forget the little packet of snacks now I gave you.
1: No, have them still in Are the Are you ready
3: to, to give them? Oh. We were just saying, Tato snacks, on, on an aside. The Tato snacks they're not what they used to be are they I
1: don't think they taste well, the same the snacks same.
3: in the bag I think they've changed the flavour mm. on them or something anyway I've given Louise something else don't say what it is will you feel trial at the weekend oh, yeah. and tell us what you think then about it? anyway we've just found something else that might be a little bit better than the, the snacks at the current point Tato will you get a look at that and sort it out please I think for it was us. they
1: changed what they cooked them in I don't th- there is a change the vegetable there oil there is, is a distinct sunflower oil change There's oil or no something doubt like that,
3: that. Yeah. thank god the chipsticks are still lovely anyway <laughs> <laughs> we're losing the run of ourselves the riddle on friday here we go spelt forward or spelled forward it's something we all do every day but spell it backwards and it's not nice what's the word i'm looking for answers to 086 1800 658 by whatsapp or text we have loads in already red rum is not right (laughs) we got red rum didn't we who sent that to us somebody (laughs) Uh, sent that uh, in to us said red rum is the answer and red rum one way and spell it backwards is A good effort Sean but it's not the answer sorry today but lovely to hear from you on the show up next I can't wait it's another seasonal soup from Tara Walker I'm heading to East Coast Cookery School we're back in East Coast Cookery School continuing our series seasonal soups and Tara we're going a little on the Oriental side may I say today with this one
2: Yes, this is one of my favourites, Thai chicken noodle broth. If you have a bit of a cold or a stuffed nose or you're feeling a bit run down, a great one for you. And we're going to get some lovely Thai flavours into our pot first to start us off. Now, I'm going to do some chicken, so the idea is that if you've made a roast chicken at the weekend or whatever, it's a lovely way to use up your chicken. If you don't have leftover roast chicken, you can poach your chicken in this broth, or you can just go without any chicken at all. So, I'm going to start with popping some chicken stock into a large pot, a good, good big pot, and I'm going to add a little bit of garlic and ginger. So, I've just got some finely chopped garlic and ginger going in here, along with the stock, and I'm going to get this up to a boil. So, we want to get some nice flavours going in there, a good squeeze of lime, and we want to get this broth super flavourful. I have nam pla next, which is a Thai fish sauce. And that gives great savoury flavour. Now, on its own, not particularly nice. But when mixed with that lovely kind of, like the lime, the fresh lime, it's gorgeous. So your typical Asian flavours of sweet, sour, salty and spicy here.
3: All there in the pot. Will you let it bubble for long?
2: Well, I'll give it about five minutes now and then I'm going to pop some, I've got little rice noodles here. Any noodles you have is fine. I love these little thin rice noodles. They're very delicate, but you can use egg noodles either. And then for the veggies, we want some nice kind of crisp veggies in here. So I have some mini corns, which I've sliced in half lengthways and I'm popping those in. I have some courgettes. A bit like the vegetable soup we did on the first day of this series. Kind of look in your fridge and see what bits and bobs you have left. Those little bits that are kind of a bit tired, those ends of vegetables, use them. So I had a bit of pepper, the end of a yellow pepper, same. Then what I do love to keep till the very end, which which I have here, is sugar snaps. And I've cut those in half lengthways and I've taken that little bit of string off them. And I want to put those in at the very end because I just want a little bit of crunch from those. So I'll put those in. They'll be like a garnish really.
3: So all the other veg into the pot there, now everything to be brought to the boil. Uh, before the noodles go in.
2: Exactly. So I want to get the flavour before I put the noodles in. And then I have a chilli plant here, Jerry. and I'm going to just take a chilli, a red chilli, and I'm going to slice it up. We want a little bit of a kick of heat as per the sort of traditional Thai recipes. So I'm going to chop it up really, really, really finely.
3: Do you leave the little seeds in?
2: I'm leaving the seeds in here because I like them. And you don't have to put chilli in at all, by the way. You know, if you really are averse to chilli, don't bother with it. So we've our garlic, chilli, lime, nampla, And then the actual broth itself, that's kind of what's giving us all this flavour. And we're just poaching our vegetables in there at the moment.
3: Now you have your chicken here, you have roast chicken.
2: Yes, so I did a roast chicken and I'm just pulling the flesh off the bone. It's lovely when you do have roast chicken because you can kind of string it, if you know what I mean, and get those nice kind of shredded pieces. So I'm just pulling them apart. And if you have any of that lovely little sticky bit at the bottom of your roasting dish, never throw it out. That's going to give great flavour to our broth. But again, that's only if you've done a roast chicken.
3: This is a meal in itself. I know this is a soup series, but when you look at the noodles, all the veg that's in there and the chicken.
2: Absolutely. Like I would often on like a Monday or a Tuesday night, especially if you've been maybe eating quite a lot over the weekend or you're a bit tired. I find this a great kind of refreshing sort of dish on a Monday night because like the chicken will fill you and the noodles and the veggies, but it's it's lighter than like a big dinner kind of Like, the longer you give the broth kind of bubbling away, the more flavour you're going to get. But the idea of this is to have a very light, so that you taste the lime and you taste the the ginger and the chilli and everything, and not to have it super heavy.
0: Magical
3: time on radio. The chicken is all shredded now and in the dish.
2: And Jerry, this is the dish I roasted it in. So you can see what I'm doing with all this, this meat. Now, this is not necessarily in your recipe, but it's just a nice little trick to get that extra flavour. I'm just rubbing it all around in my dish so that I get all those little kind of sticky bits from the bottom of the roasting tray into the chicken and then into the broth.
3: So the chicken into the pot now on top of all the veg there and the combination. So that's your next move with the soup. What about the noodles?
2: Yes, I'm popping the noodles in now. So I have two nests of the rice noodles. But as I say, you can use your egg noodles either.
3: So that's everything in there. That's the whole dish actually complete. Will you put the lid on that then?
2: You can. I'm not going to bother. Just let that soften the noodles basically for about five minutes. And then we'll have a little taste for seasoning and garnish up with a little bit of coriander or a flat leaf parsley and my little sugar snaps for crunch.
3: So looking into the pot there, it's important to say that this is a broth and you can see that it will be a clear broth there with everything. And you haven't used the blitzer.
2: No. So I want nice kind of chunks of veggies in here and it's a broth based um, soup as opposed to a blitzed soup. I'm doing Thai flavours here today, but you can very easily turn this into more traditional type of chicken chicken noodle soup by omitting the Thai flavours, but having a little bit of maybe onion first in there, sweat off a little bit of onion, a little bit of garlic if you fancy it. And then maybe just some root vegetables like some carrots or parsnips or whatever you fancy, potatoes in there and then the chicken.
3: As we finish the soup series today, just talk to listeners for a moment about, you know, when you make batches, which you're doing here today, and you don't use it up, and the freezer and soup.
2: Yes, well, I love freezing batches of soup. I don't freeze this particular noodle soup so much because I find the noodles don't hold mm. as well mm. in the in the freezer. So what you could do if you want to make a really big batch of this, freeze it before you put the noodles in, and then as you're defrosting it, cook your noodles in. Because when I say cook, it's really just rehydrating the noodles. But most of, most of the smooth soups um, will freeze very well. So the mushroom soup we did recently, and the the vegetable soup that we did a while ago, and then we also did the carrot, red lentil, and harissa. Soup, they will all freeze very nicely
3: and when you take them out of the freezer what's the best way to reheat them
2: my favorite way to reheat is just to pop them into a pot and just very slowly bring them up to a very low simmer and stir every now and then of course you can do it in the microwave but to be honest i find it a bit annoying going into the microwave and stirring going back it's nearly
3: easier just to leave it on a pot on the hob no freezer today just fresh thai chicken noodle broth on the way so again, as always, and you're a stickler for this, you always say it, you must taste it before you serve it to anybody for seasoning.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, this, you know, it's basically just some chicken stock with a few flavours in it. So it's important to season it well. So it's been cooking there, well, I say cooking, simmering um, for about three or four minutes. I'm going to have a little taste. Hmm. So I'm going to add a bit more lime juice and a bit more pla, which is our Thai fish sauce, before I serve up. So there's no salt or pepper in this because peppery kind of part of it is coming from the chilli and the salty part is coming from the Thai fish sauce or the nampla. So look, I'm going to lift my noodles and a little bit of every vegetable and chicken into my bowl.
3: And of course, the chicken base soup with the ginger and all else in there. It's a very good one if you have a cold.
2: Oh, it really is, and particularly this one with the ginger and the chilli. If you have a bit of a blocked nose or anything, it really kind of lifts that, you know. So I'm just popping my actual broth in now, and I'm going to just finish off with a little bit of flat leaf parsley. Coriander is lovely. I just don't have any today. And my little sugar snaps, which I've cut lengthways, as I said, they soften a little bit in the heat, but they're not actually cooked as such because they just go very sort of floppy and yellow very quickly. And just for another little bit of colour, This is all about the garnishes, as we've been talking about with soups. The little bit of garnish is always just elevates the flavour because a little fresh touch at the end for soups, which are kind of cooked out quite a lot, if you know what I mean and even actually I do a gazpacho in the summer like the little garnish on that is really important too
3: OK, we've come outside because just to get the light for this soup and we're joined by Tara's dogs the newbie and the bee as well and they're mad to taste the soup themselves if they touch that soup you know what I mean? I'm dangerous <laughs> with a spoon when it's my soup now you're talking oh the kick from that oh Tara, do you know something if you just drank that broth alone you know what I'm saying I, I, look, it's great We have all the veg in there, we have the chicken in there, we have the noodles. But that as a broth by itself.
2: Isn't it lovely? And sometimes that happens, you know, I might just have a cup of it left over, having served it up to everybody, and I'll just reheat it the next day and just drink it out of a cup.
3: It's absolutely sensational. (laughs) These soups are fantastic. And reminding you again eastcoastcookeryschool.ie all the information is there courses going on all the time recipes galore Tara this series it's been a thrill being back with you in the Cookery School I really say that there's nothing beats being in your presence watching you work your magic and enjoying the fruits of your labour thank you so much for our seasonal soup series
2: Oh, thank you so much, Jerry. And it's been great to see you in person again. Uh, I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and me too. It's a love-in at East Coast Cookery School. It's a love-in for sure at the school today. But thanks a million, Tara. And we'll see you again soon.
2: See you soon, Jerry.
3: Bisto boxes by six in our cupboards, Jerry. It's off my list for sure for a while, says Maura. Thanks. There you go. See, when you go look in your cupboards, you never know what you'd find. Now, there are birthdays happening today. There are indeed. Ema McParland is celebrating our 21st. She gets the keys of the house, does she, today? I'm sure she has them already. Well, your mum and dad and brother James were on to us to wish you, Emer, a very happy 21st birthday. And Deirdre Harley, yes, our has another year on the clock today. She has indeed. She's celebrating her birthday. We all want to wish her well here in LMFM Radio and I'm sure Mark and the children will absolutely spoil her today. Uh, God, have a great one, D. Really do enjoy your birthday. We wish you... All well And for all of you today On Late Lunch Yes, having birthdays We've mentioned already Emer and Dee and anybody else Here is a classic It's Yazoo and Alison Moye
6: Looking from a window above It's like a story
3: Miss Yazoo and Alison Moye, and only you for our birthday girls today on Late Lunch. Now, David Keenan tickets. He's playing the Olympia on the 12th of December. He's from Dundalk. Well, Knockbridge, if you want to be absolutely precise, but we'd say Dundalk. Anyway, uh, the winner of those pair of tickets is Joe Lawson. Well done to you. And our riddle on Friday. Let me get the riddle and tell you the answer. Ours was a simple one today, wasn't it? Spelled forward, it's something we all do every day, but spell it backwards and it's not nice. What's the word I was looking for? It's live. L-I-V-E, or backwards, E-V-I-L, evil. Live evil is the word I was looking for. And uh, the little gift from us today is going to Sandra Connor Well done to you, Sandra. And thanks to everybody who entered in the fun with us this afternoon on the show. Louise, what about Austria and mandatory vaccination for people? What do you make of that? Everybody has to get it. They have to get it. The government has made it mandatory to be vaccinated for everybody in Austria. I wonder... Is that a sign of times and things to come in this neck of the woods?
1: What's the uh, figures in Austria like? Well, they've gone
3: mad. You know what I mean? They've gone mad in recent days. And what's
1: what's the percentage? Do we know the percentage of unvaccinated over there? uh, I think they were
3: around about 60 to 70% vaccinated. Okay. Round about that. So there's quite a substantial Mm. number there. And as well as that, it's a 20-day lockdown from Monday. Total lockdown in Austria. And Germany's looking at locking down now again. Yet I was just seeing there the cases in England and Wales are falling, falling nice. in England and Wales at the moment. So with boosters. I would say so. I'd say the booster seem to be ahead on the booster again and we're trying to ramp up here with the booster jabs as well. But uh, it's really uncertain times, it has to be said. Mm-hmm. And Second Christmas. Yeah, I, I just say to everybody, we all need and we got to do this. we got to get back to washing the hands, wearing the mask, keeping our distance and avoiding large numbers. Large numbers, social contact to be avoided. That is the message that's been uh, drummed out from uh, health and government today and we got to take note because if we don't it looks like now Louise and I never thought I honestly thought we were finished with lockdowns mm-hmm. I honestly believe we were finished and we've all done our very best and taken the vaccinations and everything but if we don't we are on a collision course for another lockdown and that is the stark message uh, going out all around today another uh, thing to talk about who's one of our politicians they are taking on the National Lottery who I've is never it?
1: heard of him but isn't he great who is it Bernard Durkin oh I heard
3: of him have I you? heard of oh, him TD ah listen Bernard has form he is form Bernard that's for sure <laughs> what's he saying
1: <laughs> he's calling for an urgent probe into the unwinnable National Lottery jackpot it's been rolled out now since nobody's won it since June and he's basically saying that they have to tear down these balls. He wants less balls that they've gone up since 19 in the 80s when there were 36 (laughs) balls. And he says, this didn't happen in Ronan Collins' day. (laughs) Which I think is
3: brilliant. We wish Ronan well. He's uh, incapacitated at the moment and we do wish him well. He's just such a nice and great guy. But, uh, <laughs> Ronan <laughs> there you are Mr Durkin thinks it's all because of you and you not being involved isn't that a nice compliment to be paid anyway I heard of tearing down walls but never tearing down balls
1: yeah he's calling for um, just less balls now to give people a chance <laughs> and he it. says at the minute <laughs> that punchers must be thinking Shergar would have a better chance at winning squid game <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good man, Mr. Dorkin. <laughs> I, I have to hand it to you. You've lifted the mood of the nation. But it is an awful long time. It hasn't been won. I have to say that. Never remember this before. One, no, four, seven, nine, sixteen, thirty-two. Don't do those <laughs> bucket numbers. They're mine.
1: They're my numbers. Don't It'll you? We won this weekend man.
3: I'd say after Bernard intervened. I yeah. think so. I think it might be. It might be just the time that it's going to go. Anyway, do the do the numbers and we wish you well. News, weather and sport on the way. A preview of sport and my Artist of the Week after three. Now, my Artist of the Week is Mr. Rod Stewart. And during the noughties, we're in the noughties now At Rod, he went back in time recording old classics, which he released in his Great American Songbook series of albums. And they were just massively successful, sold hugely and he did a fantastic job on them he also reunited with Ronnie Wood and the Faces to perform and release a couple of albums too in the most recent decade, this last one he even released a highly successful Christmas album performed at a number of events for the Royal Family do you know he's a very good friend of Prince Charles he is indeed And he also continued to liaise with other artists like Michael Bublé and others on a range of projects, recording more old and new material and touring extensively. On a personal level, yes, I mentioned already this week, he's been married three times, has eight children to five different women. Some guys have all the luck. Boom, boom. Anyway, (laughs) he's some man for one man, that is for sure. He's an avid fan, you know this, of Scottish Football, yes, the Scottish national soccer team, Glasgow Celtic. And he also follows Manchester United for his sins. He is also into his model railways. Oh, he has such collections. He really has. He has two extensive layouts in his homes in the UK and the USA. I wonder will he build one in the new hub in Dublin. Maybe he will. He also loves his cars, especially Ferraris. No problem when you're estimated to be worth, listen to this, £215 million, according to the most recent Sunday Times Rich List. At 76, there's no slowing for Rod, who's announced a UK, Ireland and World 49-day tour for next year. Having recently completed a sold-out stint at Caesars Palace, Rod's released his 32nd album called The Tears of Hercules, from which this one is taken. It's
0: not the colour of your hair or the beauty in your eyes that I've been missing Oh, the sunshine in your smile Oh, those ruby red lips I've been kissing One more
5: time, baby, one more time on. One more time, baby, one more time
3: Mr Rod Stewart My Artist of the Week, God he can still belt them out, can't he? I love that one from his new album, One More Time. We wish him well. He is a legend, he really is. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. Final break of the day and week and we are back with a preview of The Weekend in Sport with Mr David Sheehan. Friday afternoon and it's time for our usual look ahead to The Weekend in Sport and joining me is our presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan. David, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jerry. Good to talk to you. You too. Let's begin with the final hurrah for the League of Ireland tonight and both local clubs in action. Really, both games dead rubbers. Let's start with Dundalk. There'll be a lot of farewells at Oriel tonight. number of players heading Derryway as well from Dundalk. It makes it perhaps a little interesting.
7: Yeah, I read, I read uh, Vinnie Perth earlier on saying that he'll be surprised if he doesn't shed a tear. We know Michael Duffy, past McElhenney heading up to Derry. Um, bound to be a huge crowd in there it's the first game since the takeover was was confirmed um, so there'll be a, a, a great atmosphere at Oriel Park it's a bit of a shame that Dundalk still don't have European football on the line we thought a couple of weeks ago they might be going into this game with European football still a possibility that won't be the case but it'll still be a great atmosphere and as I said you know the big news really with Dundalk was the new owners coming in and peak 6 departing so it'll be an emotional evening at Dundalk and a, and a highly charged one as well but you wouldn't bet against them to, to go out and style this season with a win against Derry City. It'll be, it should be a very entertaining game.
3: Now, mentioning European football, it looked for weeks as well that Drogheda could have a go at Europe. On the other hand, they might be lucky to avoid the promotion-relegation playoff, which they have effectively with a huge goal difference in their favour going into the final games this evening. Rovers celebrating the league win. They'll get the trophy at the end of the game. But in a way, for Drogheda, they've achieved mission accomplished.
7: Absolutely. I mean, I think I remember speaking to you uh, at the beginning of the season, me, you and Adrian half were looking ahead and we, we all sort of agreed that staying in the division would be would be good enough for Drogheda and that would be the target. I, they probably made a rod for their own backs a little bit earlier in the season with, with how they started and how well they were going. They were up in the European places for quite a lot of the season. Um, but as I mentioned to you before, I think, Cherry, I mean, Drogheda are in, in seventh place on 44 points at the moment. Uh, the last two seasons, full seasons we had in the League of Ireland, the second from bottom team, had 27-28 points. So are should be really, in any other season, be well clear of relegation. It's just been one of those weird seasons where everyone's been taking points off everybody. Waterford looked dead and buried earlier in the year. They've come back with Mark Bursham coming in. So it's been a strange season, but I think Drogheda, you know, secure in the division now. I guess next season will be the, the big test for them in terms of what they can do in the close season, bringing in new players and whatever. And, and you know, we know Kevin Doherty and Tim Clancy signed a new contract earlier this season, but we all know what it's like in football, Jerry. A contract doesn't mean a whole lot if somebody comes in. So it'll be really interesting to see what had to do next season. I think this season has been a success for them. There's no denying that. You look at the teams above them, it would have been a stretch to say they were going to finish above any of those teams. Dundalk, Derry, Bowes, Sligo, Pats or Shamrock Rovers when you look at the budgets. But it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next season because Shelburne are coming up. They'll have a few quid behind them. Um, so, yeah, a good season for had. I think they've achieved what they wanted. Uh, and now it's just time to see if they can kick on, I suppose.
3: They'll hardly beat Rovers. They're the only team in the division they haven't beaten this season.
7: Yeah, and I mean, they had a couple of heartbreaks against them, I mean, particularly one earlier in the season ahead in the game park where where Dane Massey conceded a free kick on the on the sideline in the in the 95th minute, and Danny Mandrew came in around the back post from the free kick and headed it home. So Rovers have done that to a few teams this season. Um, the only team they haven't beaten, as you say, this season. It'll be a tough ask for them, but you know, Drogheda will go there and they'll have a go, and uh, you never know, they might come away with something, but it's a coronation for Shamrock Rovers. Jack Byrne is going to be back as well, possibly be introduced to the crowd this evening too. So uh, it'll be a really good atmosphere at Tala and you'd probably have to put your money on Shamrock Rovers. But as I said, it's been mission accomplished for Drogheda, and I think they can be really proud of what they've achieved this season.
3: After the break for World Cup qualifiers, the Premier League back this weekend and certainly the standout tie is at Anfield tomorrow evening at half-past five. Liverpool take on in-form Arsenal.
7: Absolutely unbeaten in five, I think it is for Arsenal. Um, but you know, Jerry, you're, you're a long-suffering gunner as I am, and we've seen these false on so many times over the years with Arsenal, where you think they've gotten things sorted out, you think they have sorted out their defence, and then they go to a, a club like Liverpool or Manchester City and they get absolutely hosed. So um, I'm not, you know, I'm not overly confident about this one. It, it, they are showing signs of promise, and they've got a bit of a settled defence. Ramsdale has come in and goals has been has been really good for them. I'd expect them to go there and be competitive. But Liverpool, as we know, are a different proposition to most teams in the in the Premier League, and I think. If it was any other team, you'd maybe give them a chance of going there and getting something. Arsenal, are, are you, as you said, are in form, but I've just been stung too many times over the years, you getting my hopes up with Arsenal. So, I, I'm probably going to have to fancy Liverpool to get to get the points in that one. But it'll be really interesting to see and it'll be a huge test for Arsenal and for Michael Arteta to see if they really are making progress or if, the, if this is just yet another false dawn for the Gunners.
3: Now let's move to GAA and your bailiwick on Sunday, Sunday Sport. Two huge games featured. Let's start in Mead with the hurling final. And well done to you. You predicted you predicted the finalists last week with us. Kildocky take on Kiltail in a repeat of the 2019 decider.
7: Which went to a replay, and uh, you know Kildare came out on top in that one. And the two sides met in Group A earlier this year as well. In the final round, and Kiltail came out on top there, one fifteen to sixteen points. That would suggest there won't be a lot between them. And Kiltale have been hitting hitting form in recent weeks. I know Brendan Cummins was speaking to their manager after the last day, and and he said to them, you know, you're hitting form at the right time. Might be put up a big score against them, um, Kilkenny in the quarter final, one twenty in that one, two twenty two against Rathfoll in the semi final, a, a big win there so Kiltail's certainly hitting form at the right time Kildare, though they dumped out champions or holders trim last weekend so again if you're to look at you know the 2019 final went to a replay the game earlier this season there were only two points between them it looks like it's going to be a very close game again and uh, I'm just going to give Kiltail the nod on this occasion but it's it's going to be really tight it's one I'm really looking forward to it should be a really close game and as you said we'll have that one live on, on Sunday Sport
3: and you will of course be uh, tipping into the uh, big game in Leinster Club football Nave Martin doubled Champions now two years in a row, champions in the Wee County Loud, taking on Ratvilly in Dunlear. These games are these games notoriously hard to call at times.
7: Yeah, very hard to call. And I mean, you know, Nate Martin having won two years in a row now, I think they'd be kind of a steelier stealier ice than they were last year. And I, I always find that teams that have won a couple of club championships back to back the, the, you know, the, the novelty of winning the club championship is kind of gone when they've won it for a second or third year in a row. So they, they do tend to focus more on the Leinster and say, right, we've done we've done loud last year. We've done loud this year. Let's try and kick on and do something in Leinster. So I think the fact that they've home advantage in Dun will be a bit of a help to them. And um, I know they're pushing hard for that venue. They got it. So um i want to give uh, Nave Martin a, a nod here. I feel he'd be well well experienced and a, a household name, I suppose, for people who follow Leinster Club football to be well known. But um it'd be brilliant to see Nave Martin progressing here. And you know, Loud and, and Mead Clubs indeed haven't done too well in the Leinster Club Championship over the years, but it'd be great to see uh, one or both of them progressing on this this, this year. So uh Nave Martin, hopefully we'll get the get the verdict on, on Sunday. It's gonna be a close enough game, I'd imagine. As you say, it's always kinda of hard to call these matches. Um, But I'm just going to give them, with the home advantage, I'm going to give Nave Martin a nod of uh, victory on that one. So let's hope they can get through.
3: Sunday Sport with David Sheehan here. Sunday afternoon, those two big games. And he'll be back with us next Friday to look at next weekend's Sporting Action. But for the moment, David Sheehan, thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. And just to say that Nave Martin game, of course, has been switched to Haggardstown. Now, it's in Haggardstown on Sunday. That's a lot on Late Lunch for the week. Thanks to all our guests, to you, our listeners, who join us every day, to my producer, Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her. And Eddie Caffrey is raring to go with the drive here on LMFM. Next, stay with us on the station. We're back on Monday, 1.30. Take care of yourselves. Have a nice weekend.
0: The late lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jorda and Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new
2: Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance.
4: Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie.
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work.